welcome to Coffee with Michelle, a podcast I created using messy action so I could share super fun and random stories with 30 of my closest friends. Welcome to episode number 14. All right, y'all, I'm going to get back on track. Um, going to get back to posting these within a reasonable amount of time. I may or may not keep editing my laugh because here's the thing. In the beginning, I did not edit these at all. I had a friend tell me it sounded a little high-pitched, and I was like, okay, I wonder what that is. So watched a tutorial, looked at my little voice recording thing, and the only thing that really exceeds like the normal pitch is my freaking laugh, which is really easy to spot because it's like uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. on the chart. It's like space line, space line, space line. Like It's a very distinct pattern. But I have to like manually click on each one and edit the whatever the hell it's called. It's not pitch, whatever it is. Anyway, amplification? I don't know. So anyway, if you noticed a big difference in the last episode, let me know. If not, I'm just going to let her roll all natural. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I have several, several things here I will talk about. The first is, I should probably get my shit together before I start recording, but you know, I told you guys it would be messy action. So one thing that is really funny is in my earlier days, those of you that have known me for a while know this, I was a highly overachieving prankster. Like I, I'm an extremist in general and I take shit to a whole new level. I take it to a whole new level. And I do think there was something I did that really backfired that made me pump the brakes a little bit. But I'm going to tell you, it was well into my 30s. It's not like I let this go once I became an adult. I'd have to ask my old boss. I bet he remembers. I probably got in trouble for something. <laughs> I think I did. Anyway, um, one of the pranks I pulled was on my cousin's husband, Ryan. They live in this amazing, they live on this amazing ranch. It's so freaking cool. They're so much fun. And we used to go out there all the time. It was where I was born, this little bitty town out in western Oklahoma. And we would have so much fun out there. And back in the drinking days, it was, we just had a freaking blast. And one night we, it was a Saturday, I think, in Everybody bought lottery tickets. I don't even know why. It's not like we always did that. We just did for some reason. And we were all having drinks and stuff. And we totally forgot to watch the lottery drawings or whatever. And I I was like, oh, my God, I have the best idea. I'm going to call. I'm going to write down Ryan's lottery numbers that he picked from his ticket because he was off talking to somebody else all in the mix. So I write his numbers down and I'm like, I'm going to call the lottery line, pretend I'm calling the lottery hotline and I will just read off Ryan's numbers. And so I did. And I'm like, all right, number one is four. And he's like, oh my God, I've got that one. And then we get to the next one and I'm like, okay, it's 17. And he's like, well, I'll be damned. I got that one too. And I keep going and we get to like the fourth number And he is so excited. 
And it was right about that part where I go, shit, I broke the cardinal rule when it comes to pranking. You always want the prank reveal to be better news, meaning if whatever shit you're pulling, when you reveal that it's a prank, you want them to be like, oh, my God, thank God. Not the other way around, because then it's just awkward, right? When the prank is like really great, and then you go, no, I'm just kidding. They're like, oh, God, that sucks. So anyway, is that that moment I go, oh, shit, this is not going to go well. <laughs> I'm like, this is not going to go well when I reveal this to my guy Ryan here. So he is like out of his mind excited. And I had to say, uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. And everybody got a good laugh out of it. And he he thought it was funny as well. But he was definitely a little bummed out. <laughs> he was definitely a little bummed out. But it was so fun. And my cousin has the coolest, cutest little family. Her daughters are so freaking cute. Her youngest, hashtag shout out Abby, is my ride or die. When they would come to Tulsa, they, her, my cousin, oh, I don't know if they're my second cousins. I never could figure it out. So I just tell them I'm their grand aunt or something. But we would, they would come to town to show cattle at the Tulsa State Fair, which is quite a freaking, quite a freaking uh, ordeal. It's pretty interesting to see everything they, they do. It was really interesting and so fun to always see them. But I would always grab my Abby and we would hit that fair like bandits. We would. We would freaking clean up and she is so fun. She's like my little my little ride or die. And Riley, her older daughter is just the cutest thing ever and she just had a baby and I got to see them recently which was really fun, but always a good time out there, no doubt about it. I also when I was like I think probably my most dangerous pranking phase was like Oh, geez. Uh, probably 18. Nah, I was 16. I was going pretty strong. Probably 16 to like 27 is when I was really, well, I've always been good at pranking, but it was like I had some intelligence to add to the mix <laughs> so I could kick it up a notch. And I worked for a company and they announced that they had been bought out by another company and we were attached to their sister company. We were in the same building. So anyway, half of the building worked for company A. The other half worked for company B. Well, we found out company A had been bought out, which at the time was devastating news. I was like, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. As it turns out, it was a very pivotal moment for me. That was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. But anyway, we went through this two-week phase where... It was all done. We, it was just a formality. We were literally packing up desks and there was not, there wasn't any work to do, but we still had to show up to get our paycheck. And so I'm like, let's get it. Uh, it is time to drop Prankathon, whatever year it was. And so I grabbed up my little, my little buddies at the time and I said, all right, I'm fixing to entertain you guys for this next week and a half. And I made it my mission to prank as many people as I could. <laughs> And I got so creative, but I totally burned myself a few times because there, we had a couple, two people that started dating that worked there. The, uh, the guy was like in a management position and she worked in my department and her cat was like at the vet or something. And I was like, oh, great. We're going to call him 
and I'm going to pretend I work for the veterinarian. And I would just call and just totally improvise all of it. (laughs) And so he picked up the phone and I'm like, yeah, hi, I am Lisa with the veterinarian's office. And we have your cat. Keep in mind, she's sitting next to me listening. And she's like, oh, this is going to be funny. And I'm like, we have your cat so-and-so. And um, it's not looking good. The surgery is going to cost $3,500. Or cat's probably not going to make it. Now, I will add, I was young and dumb, right? Young and dumb. Not a funny joke at all. Even telling the story now, it's like, it's interesting. I didn't see that train wreck coming. And he says, you know what? Forget it. (laughs) He said, not a fan of the cat anyway. I don't like cats and I'm not spending that much money. And when I tell you, she lost her shit. She did. And I was like, oh boy, yeah. Didn't see this one. (laughs) Did not see it going this way. And that is sometimes a problem when you improvise because it is on the fly, OTF. And it was not fun. Not fun at all. I would not do that now. But I spent a week and a half to two weeks. I would call the operator and I would try to get her to say all of these names. And I would be the one that most people really enjoyed, as I said, can you page Mrs. Remains? Myra? Wait, Myra Mains. Mrs. Mains. Myra Mains. So she's... I could get her to do all of them. I don't think she ever caught on to anything, but you could hear people laughing. And anyway, I just spent, it was just like my job. I got paid to prank people. It was glorious. But what I didn't realize, and I ended up getting hired by company B and I moved over. I didn't realize the paging system went through both companies. (laughs) I thought it was just the back end. Uh, And I was like, and then I found out that I had been just completely disrupting that other company's uh, productivity and their silence because that was back in the day, which is funny to think about now, right? That they would blare shit over a speaker. Mail, call the operator. Uh, Which is funny. We just kind of stopped doing that, didn't we? But anyway, I had no clue. And I only found out because someone said, Oh my God, we're so glad that other company's gone because there were so many pages. They were funny, but such a distraction. And I was like, oh boy. Anyway, so fun. Uh, I thought I had another one. Yeah, I'll tell that one in a bit because I'm going to have to go ahead and stop. I'm going to try to do these throughout the week like I did in the beginning because it's much easier. Well, just had coffee with Barb. You have to love those two. You have to love them. Barb was dressed up. For she had her funeral gear on because she has another funeral today. The funeral game is strong at that age. It is part of the social calendar, so to speak. Um, but Barb looked good as always. She had half of her hair still in curlers. She had her little black and white cowboy films playing, which is so freaking cute. And she was very excited about some yard work her grandson did for her over the past weekend. And oh shit, I better turn that off. And it looked great. So anyway, we were talking about that and got into quite a heated debate about weed fabric and whether or not it works. And Barb was very much for it when he's like, it's ridiculous. It doesn't work. The creepers are going to crawl in there anyway or something like that. Um, We talked more about the Lady of the Manor and... 
the garden they are hoeing in the back. Is that what it's called? Hoeing or tilling? Whatever. And Barb said, oh, God, they're going to have a big garden. And when he's like, I don't know if I'd go that far. It's six by eight. Come on. It's not really a garden. (laughs) But those two are just so damn funny. And we talked about, oh, we talked about dating, which they are so excited that I'm dating. They couldn't stand it. They cheered and they're like, tell us, tell us. It's so funny. (laughs) And when he's like, you need to hang out with my friend who's dating. And I said, well, we might be fishing in the same pond. And she said, my girl is 65. And I said, so am I on the inside. Trust me. Mm. I'm probably a little older than that, if we're being honest. Deep down inside. Um, They were very excited. (laughs) They said... They said, if I end up getting married, we have to stay here. We cannot, I can't move out, not unless they are no longer with us. So I said, I can sign off on that. But I do not think you have anything to worry about. And Barb said, now, we do have some single men at church. But I don't think any of them could get out of their wheelchair fast enough for you. You know? And I was like, hey, never judge a book by its cover. Never judge a wheelchair by its wheels. I don't know. That's all I've got. But anyway, we were dying laughing. So freaking funny. And while we're sitting there, dealership calls Winnie. Hey, it's going to be a while on your car. Her son was on three-way somehow, so I guess the dealership must have called him first and then patched her in. So anyway, they said, we have your rental, but... You have to come get it. And her son now lives several hours away. Well, three, two and a half, three. And I said, well, I can take you. And she's like, well, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my God. Am I going to take a field trip with the Winnie? And I'm like, I'm a pretty good driver, so I'm not worried about any backseat driving going on. I'm not out there hot rodding, you know. (laughs) So, So I took her to the dealership which was really funny she had a lot of stories about all the things we drove by and there was a long line of cars and a police car and she's like oh slow down slow down let's see what's going on up here let's see what's going on and I was like oh my god I could totally go adventuring with Winnie all day just getting trouble getting into trouble and so She said, send my son a text so he has your phone number. I promise he won't call you all the time or anything. Um, And that way, if he ever needs to need you to check on me or whatever, he can call. And I said, yeah, sure, I can do that. So so I sent him a text, let him know I dropped her off and all is well there. But I I totally can envision this podcast, the evolution of this podcast, like when I get to episode 70 is probably just going to be the same shit over and over 51st date style because I genuinely don't remember a lot even though I try to take notes it's like who wants to read who has time to read seems like a lot of effort um this was kind of a funny thing as several years ago I went through this phase where I kept seeing hawks like a hawk came down in my backyard and tried to take my dog and I live in the middle of town So anyway, I just started noticing them everywhere, and they're pretty cool, but it is an annoying thing I do. My niece, it drives her freaking crazy, Um, because I'm always like, hawk, hawk. But uh, so I went through this phase where 
I kept seeing hawks everywhere. I'm talking like even when I was in LA, like driving on the 405, hawk. Outside a convention center, hawk. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And I said something to a friend of mine and she's like, oh my God, you should Google it. It might be like a spirit animal or something. And I was like, oh, okay, let's see what's going on here. And so um, I Googled it and it said something about it's a Native American symbol for, I don't know, good news coming or there's a message for you or something like that. And so I was like, oh, there must be something brewing because I am seeing them everywhere. And this went on for several months. (laughs) And so my bosses came into town and we had dinner one night and so I get to the restaurant we're sit- we were on the river so we sat outside and we were sitting there and I said to the one I said dude I freaking have seen so many hawks look right now there's like 30 of them this is insanity and I explained the whole spirit guide thing and the yada yada and of course my other boss is rolling his eyes because he's like I don't know what the hell Michelle is ever talking about <laughs> and and he's like uh those aren't hawks I'm like, uh, yeah, they are. And he's like, no, those are turkey vultures. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're telling me my spirit animal is a fucking turkey vulture? But I could not stop laughing. Could not. Now I definitely know the difference. I do still see a lot of hawks, but it was pretty funny because I remember looking up and I was like, oh, my God. There are so many. There must be something magical here. Oh, my God. So ridiculous. (laughs) These are so random, but I do have a filing system split up by category, but I don't know the best move. Should I wipe out one category on each episode? Mix it up. So whatever. I'm going to mix it up. Mix it up. All right. So we, we were in Chicago for a trade show, and we stayed at the Palmer House Hilton, for those of you that know it don't know why that matters but I do think it is an older hotel not that that actually matters either so anyway we happen to be there at the same time as some like uh I don't even remember what it was but it was like a rap something or other I I cannot for the life of me remember what it was I probably should or could have texted a co-worker but anyway there was a huge group of like hip hoppers staying at this hotel at the same time as all of us and we, uh, I get to my room and I don't know, I get to my room at probably 9 p.m. or something like that because we always had dinner. And it's like the next to me, next to me sounds like a dance club. I'm like, oh my God, they brought in their own fucking sound system to a hotel. And I'm like, wow, this is going to be a fun night. I could literally feel the vibration. <laughs> I could feel the freaking vibration in my room. And I was like, oh, God, this is miserable. And they were so loud. I could literally hear them playing Never Have I Ever. And so I laid there until about 3 o'clock in the morning going, oh, God. Do I join them at this point or do I just call security? So it's always really weird calling security on someone because you're in a hotel room. There's one way to get out, and that is through the door. And there's some shady people out there. I had a guy try to break my freaking door down one time. Two nights in a row. Um, So anyway, I'm like, I don't really want to call security. But I was like, I have to get up early and I have a full day tomorrow. So 
I called security and I said, hey, I'm really not trying to be that one, but like shit's falling off my walls. There's so much bass blasting through these walls. So um, could you please ask them to keep it down? And I heard uh, I heard like a pound on their door. This is probably 10, 15 minutes later. So I heard someone pounding on their door really loud. So I got up and I ran to the door and I put my ear to the door because I wanted to hear what he said. And he's like, uh, yeah, you guys got to keep it down. I don't care if you party. Just this lady over here called to complain. <laughs> and I was like, no, don't do it. And then I could fucking hear him talking shit about me, which was crazy to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is absolute insanity. And they're like, just because you're the one they said something like they were hitting on the wall. I mean, it was insane. They hit on the wall and said something like, just because you're a fucking loser doesn't mean we have to be or something. I was like, oh, dear God. And this is a nice hotel. This is not it's not like a cheap ass motel or anything and I don't remember how that played out I think I just got through but I was terrified to leave the next morning I really was afraid to leave because they were so mad I was like what if they're just like sitting out there and they're just gonna kick my ass or something um which is a little paranoid but anyway they ended up having a shooting at that hotel that night so I go oh this is exciting this is fun not even a funny story, so I'm not sure why, why I'm sharing it, but it was a crazy one. Mm, such a crazy story. And that's the downside about staying in hotels. You know, I think a lot of people, like, glamorize the travel life. And I got to tell you, even though you do get, depending on where you work, you do get to have really great meals. You get to know your coworkers differently than you would if you just went to a normal 8 to 5 with them. But... It's not all glam, and I can only imagine now. It's probably way worse just with everything going on. So anyway, that was a crazy hotel story. I think I have a lot of crazy hotel stories that I've forgotten. Um, so that was a random one. Now I'm going to share um, some pranking stories that involve my cousin, Russell, who is no longer with us. Hashtag RIP, my guy. Um... He lived in Arizona with my Aunt Diana, and when I would go up to visit, I would stay with them, and we had so much freaking fun, so much fun. He was such a funny guy, had such a great laugh, and, you know, 8 o'clock would roll around, and we'd start having a few drinks, and his buddies would come in, and we would just, we would have so much freaking fun. I loved to make him laugh, because, you know, there are those people that just have a great freaking laugh. And one night we were pretty bored and we're sitting down in the basement playroom thing. We were adults. It wasn't like a playroom, but you know what I mean. And I was like, oh, we should prank call people. And he's like, let's do it. And so we spent probably six freaking hours <laughs> going through his phone and prank calling <laughs> And prank calling everyone, his boss, his friends, his ex-girlfriends. And he would do this. He would do this Australian accent 
that would kill me. Totally have me on the floor dying. And so once we plowed through his phone, we tackled mine. And he would do this Australian weightlifter thing. And I can't even remember the specifics, but we would die, die, die laughing. So sad. So sad that he is no longer here. And I just have nothing but amazing memories with him. And one time I was like, he was outside mowing and he had this huge mug that he would drink his water from, like one of those huge insulated things. And he was outside and for some reason the baby oil was out. I don't know why. It was just sitting on the counter. <laughs> and I have like a little light bulb go off in my head. I'm like, I'm going to replace the water with baby oil in his cup. <laughs> because to me, why wouldn't you do that? And God, I must have been just a tirade. How annoyed I would be if somebody did that to me now. Um, so anyway... He so I empty the water and I freaking fill the entire thing up with baby oil and I set it there and he uh he came in the house and he's sweating because they live in Arizona so it's hotter than hell so he's like so sweaty he's like oh my god so sweaty and he uh I'm looking at the mug. I'm looking at him. I'm like, is he going to drink this? I wonder if he's going to smell it. He might smell it. He's probably going to smell it. Right. This is what's going through my head. And I genuinely envisioned him taking one. I envisioned him. I envisioned him taking one gulp and then going, what the hell? But that's not what actually happened. Here's what happened. So he walks over to the mug and he picks it up. And I'm like, straight face, straight face. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. And he puts that freaking thing to his mouth. And goes to town. You know when you're like hungover thirsty and you just chug, 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 chug. And it takes like a minute before your body even knows liquid has hit it. That is what he did. And I'm going, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, dear God, he's still going. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I'm like, when is he going to realize what is happening here? It took it took about nine gulps, you guys. I'm talking probably four cups worth of baby oil. And the look on his face. I can't even talk. I'm crying. The look on his face once some shit set in that this is something has gone horribly wrong here. He start. I think he might have even thrown up. It was awful. But, and you know, it was one of those moments. And those of you that are also prankers, you know what I mean. It's that moment where you go, this is the risk, right? This right here is the risk because sometimes shit goes sideways. And he was pretty upset, but we got a laugh out of it later. But he told me it was at least like a week before he felt normal again. Like his whole throat felt like when he would, when he would swallow food. He said when he would swallow food, it was effortless. It was just like the freaking luge going down. Oh, my God. Cry, cry, cry laughing. And my aunt is a school teacher and I remember she had a bunch of she had a bunch of 
I don't. They weren't even tests because the kids are pretty young. I think they were like in kindergarten because <laughs> they were in kindergarten, and uh, she had a bunch of stuff she needed to grade or whatever. And so he and I decided we wanted to go through them. And <laughs> so we would look at their little artwork and try to guess what they would grow up to be, like career-wise, <laughs> career-wise personality. And I am telling you, we laughed so hard. My poor aunt, who's like the best teacher in the freaking world, the biggest heart, she's like, oh my God, you guys. <laughs> stop it oh god we had so much fun and there was this pbs documentary called country boys and it was like a freaking five part i wonder if you can get that streaming now i might have to look because it has been a long time since i've listened to it or watched it but back in the day i had to get it get it on a dvd set and it was Ten and a half, maybe even 12 hours of content, and we would watch all of it. I think we did that pretty much every time I came to visit. We would just marathon it, and it was so phenomenal. And Russell, there were so many. There were probably like five or six parts where he would just lose it. Could not stop laughing. And it was just so much fun, so much fun. I'm so glad I got to know him because I did not know him growing up. And my Arizona family is pretty awesome up there. And I do miss him. It's been a hot minute since I've been up there. But so much fun with my guy, Russell. And then I have another prank story that also, God, I had like a throat bubble there, that also include includes someone that has passed away and they passed away recently and it was a former boss of mine like he was my boss for probably 10 years and he loved all my crazy stories and he had the best laugh ever funny guy and I'm sure I pulled more than one prank on him because I was I mean it was all I did I'm sure it was so obnoxious but there was this one time (laughs) There was this one time I I think I was working over the weekend and he came up there for something and he always drank Mountain Dew and he had one of those big like 20 ounce bottles and I was like, oh, I have to cut a hole in this. So when he goes to drink it, it's going to spill out and it's so funny, right? I get it. It's a little amateur, little immature, amateur, whatever. So I grab an exacto knife. He's not looking. I grab an exacto knife and I'm trying to go really fast. So I hit that freaking bottle and I go to cut and I like slip and I like cut the huge freaking hole in it. I'm talking the size of, well, you can't see my hands. It's like uh, two times the size of a golf ball. Huge. And I'm like, nope, never going to work. He's going to stick his thumb in the hole. There's no way this guy is not going to stick his hole in that or stick his thumb in the hole and figure this out. And so he grabs that Mountain Dew and by some kind of magical intervention, he barely misses it with his fingers. (laughs) And keep in mind, this is a gigantic hole. So not only do I have to get him to grab it where he doesn't feel the hole, he has to drink it whole down so that when he goes to tilt it back, all the liquid comes out. It all worked beautifully. And he puts it up to his lips and he throws it back to take 
take a drink. And I'm telling you, like 16 ounces of Mountain Dew come out immediately. That hole was so big. It was like a freaking waterfall. And I look at him and he's like confused. He was confused. You could see it on his face. He's like, why am I not feeling this in my throat yet? This is what's going on. Something is off here. And it spilled out, landed on his belly. So his entire shirt was covered in Mountain Dew. And we died. It was so funny. It was just so funny because the the fact that it even worked was shocking to me because it was a major hole. Major so anyway, rest in peace, Charlie. He passed away last week, which is so sad. So sad. And yeah, I think that's all I have on the pranking front for now. I mean, I have plenty more that they keep kind of popping up. But for now, that's the only the last one I can remember. I have a friend named Ollie that lives in the UK. I actually met him through a networking event. Um, I accidentally attended a, I think I mentioned that before. I accidentally attended a networking event for the UK and made friends with several people in there. One of which is Ollie, who is quite creative. He has an imagination like I've never seen. So he sends a message. (laughs) This guy can straight talk the most random shit. It's so funny. He sent me a message and he said, All right, Michelle, I hear that you are dating. And I'm going to guess you're probably dating someone named Chuck. Because everybody in America is really named Chuck, aren't they? And what, wait. And uh, and he just straight improvising all of this. He's like, I think you ought to meet a guy named Chuck with a little chin hair that likes to cuddle. And he probably lives in Chicago on a river and owns like a sausage factory. And you guys can make napkins as a side hustle. And you could like take it globally where people could be like, oh, it's Bill and Michelle's luxury napkin line. And he's just straight talking shit like so fast just making the most random stuff up. <laughs> of course, I don't even know anybody named Chuck. I literally don't know anyone named Chuck. So it's funny. It's funny the impression other people have of America. And he sent a message this morning and said, I, I hope you're doing really well. I hope you're having a great day. Well, as great of a day as an American could, you know. <laughs> it is so freaking funny. But, and I'm in good... I'm good at improv. I actually took a class with a a friend of mine that I used to work with. We took this improv class, which was so fun. I kind of got in trouble in the beginning because I'm not a big fan of rules. So anyway, but we had a lot of fun doing that. But anyway, I thought I was good at it. But this guy is like, I'm like, how do you just straight talk shit like that? I think I lost that skill at some point. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so funny. But I think that's all for today's episode. I'm already all confused. I thought I had the Vegas story in this episode, but it was the last one, and it's just a big old mess at this point. But we're going to call it done. I'm going to get this uploaded today, which is way ahead of schedule, so I can get BOT back on track.
All right. Rate it, review it, share it with a friend. And as always, I freaking love hearing from you guys. So a few of you have said you like to talk back to the podcast as if I can hear you. And I am not opposed to receiving a voice memo from you with your thoughts about the stories. It's so fun. So freaking fun, especially my girl Barb and Winnie, especially those guys. So, all right, shutting up. Have a great one. Bye.